you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Hall of Fame and Pain returns with myself, Bully Ray, and my tag team partner and Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. Breaking down Monday Night Raw, more specifically, the CM Punk return promo. Me and Mark are going to dive real deep into it. We're going to break it down as only we can. Also, a bunch of special guests. Bronson Reed talking about his knockdown, drag out, 350-pound-plus meat-slapping Monday night match with Ibar. I loved it. Want to know what Mark thinks about it? And Bronson's going to help break it down for us. Also, Mick Foley. Mick is going to tell us what he thought about CM Punk's promo also. Tune in. Turn it up. This is the Busted Open Podcast. Mark Henry, how you doing this morning? What's going on, my brother? Man, I am doing absolutely positively wonderful. I got a positive state of mind, unlike a lot of people that's on the internet that feels like um, we had like a watered down promo, which I don't think so, but and, and and whose promo would you be talking about, Mark? I would be talking about the one, the only, the best in the world, CM Punk. Well, we definitely are going to get into the CM Punk promo that the WWE had us wait on for about two hours and 50 minutes last night. Uh, some show uh, notes for today. Uh, not only are we going to have a great show, not only are we going to be taking lots of calls from the Busted Open Nation, because I know me and you discussed it earlier, we definitely want to hear what the nation thought of Punk's promo. And the phone calls yeah. are rolling in already. Already. Yeah. Already. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. They are they they are ready to go. Um, like I said, a couple program notes. At 11 a.m. this morning, Bronson Reed, who had a... a Man, just a knockdown, drag out, big man war last night with Ivar. Those two big men were going crazy. And I want to dive deep into that match, Mark, uh, before Bronson comes on. Because as big men in this business, listen, I've been bigger and you've been bigger. 
what it's like to work with a fellow big man in a match. And once you're 10, 12, 15 minutes deep and how hard it is to do some of the things that those guys had to do last night. So we're going to have Bronson Reed on at 11 a.m. At 11.30, good friend of the show, the hardcore icon and legend himself, Mick Foley. Mick's going to come on and talk about, uh, I believe that they're releasing a Socko. They're uh, at pro wrestling tees. So Mick's going to come on to talk about Sacco, but we're also going to, we're going to reel him into the punk conversation. You know, we are, we got to get Mick oh, Foley's yeah. take, right, Mark? Oh, we got to get Mick's take. I know that uh, he's a very reliable source when it comes to grabbing a microphone and letting the the fan base know exactly what's necessary and, and, and how, how things are supposed to be. I, I love, I love Mick's takes. And at listen to this, Mark, at, at 1030, we're going to have Warren Henry and Ross Haynes on. Now, I know a lot of you are saying to yourself, who the hell is Warren who? Henry? <laughs> who, 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 who the hell is Warren Henry and Ross Haynes? Guys, remember, this show was created by Dave LaGreca by the fan for the fan and Warren Henry and Ross Haynes are two fans, two pro wrestling fans, just like you guys out there, but their video of punks return at the survivor series went viral. These guys went absolutely buck wild, ballistic and nuts and all those other terms, all of the above. So we're going to have them on to talk about their reactions to CM Punk coming back, plus how it felt to have a video go viral. So we have a very busy day here on Busted Open. We're going to try to cover as much ground as possible. But Mark, as we talked about just a couple of minutes ago, the CM Punk promo. The WWE put on a Monday Night Raw last night live from Nashville, Tennessee. No we commercials in the first hour either. No, no commercials in the first hour. I love that. I love that. We discussed yesterday morning, myself, you, and Dave, where we would have liked to have seen the punk promo air in the show. Um, I don't think any of us voted for end of this show. I think we I think we all kind of wanted to see him come out earlier. But we did mention the business of saving him for the end. That's very, you know, very old school. Just save that for the end and go over the hours with some, you know, some of the other bigger stars, which they did with Randy and with Cody. Um, so so they, they built along the way. The, the main thread of the show was Randy's match against Dom which they started in the middle. They gave us, they started in the beginning. They gave us a little in the middle and then they paid it off at the end. And then obviously they built up the punk promo. So at about 10 51 Eastern time last night, Mark CM punks music hit. And he came out with about nine minutes left of live television time. I was saying to myself, hmm, I wonder if they're going to go over the 11 p.m. hour and get some overrun on this. They didn't. Punk had nine minutes to himself, 
for entrance and promo. Let's broad stroke this from 30,000 feet, Mark. The floor is yours. What have you? What did you think of the entire CM Punk promo segment from last night? More importantly, how did you feel about what he had to say? You know what, Bully? I, I, I enjoyed the promo. I thought it was very informative. I thought it was real. And there were people that didn't like the fact that he said home. And I, I, let me remind y'all, they always say home is where the heart is. So if his heart was there and his heart was broken, what do you do when your heart is broken? Scorched earth. You let the world know that your heart is hurt. And you want everybody else to feel pain too. So it seemed like with a sound mind and a comfortable heart, now you get a punk that's not worried about sticking it to you but you get a point, you get a, a CM Punk that's like, I am who I am. And that's basically the promo that he cut. It was like Popeye on steroids. Okay. I'm the best in this ring. I'm the best on this mic. And I feel bad, almost, if you can't stand up to that. But there's some people that are going to wake up. And they're going to realize that I'm just fucking good. And there's nothing that you can do about it except for raise your game. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to raise the level of, of the game. And I enjoyed the promo, Bully. I thought that it, it, it told me a lot about where he is in his heart. He's not mad no more. He, he also said, squash the bullshit. We don't have beef in the locker room. <coughs> Excuse me. He said people hugged him, kissed him, embraced him, said, welcome back, man. So all of, he basically said, y'all can stop printing the bad press. He said it, 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 it is what it is. And, of course, he said at the, in the middle of that, yeah, and there is some people that don't like me, and that's fine too, because bully, you say it on this show all the time. You are, we're not here to please everybody. We're here to please the fans, and and that's what we're what he's trying to do. I feel like he's finally at a point to where he don't have to go scorched earth. So if you don't have to go score dirt and he could just concentrate on wrestling, that's what we all want. We, I, I, that's what I want. I want it to be all about wrestling. I don't want to hear no outside stories. I don't want to hear that person don't like this. That has nothing to do with wrestling. We want CM Punk to be fully invested and ready to go for pro wrestling and not any of the other foolishness. Now, Mark, when... When you when you say uh, scorched earth, are you are you saying that on social media there were fans who wanted CM Punk to go scorched earth? Yeah, they wanted him to. They want the negativity. They want him to bash AEW and name names and talk about the negativity that happened 
and whatever problems led to this and that. There's no reason for that. Y'all know enough of that. You know about it. And this is not a Monday night war where a WWF and W and WCW were taking massive shots at one another at any given right. moment because it was a true war. The WWE at this time is not is not going to acknowledge AEW on their television show. Allowing Punk to go out there, and I don't even think Punk wanted to do this. No idea. Allowing him to go out there and go scorched earth on AEW would never happen because in the world of WWE, they don't view AEW as competition, especially with the business that they're doing now. This is all about CM Punk and his time in WWE from 10 years ago and fast forwarding to last night. So you were never going to get this shoot pipe bomb-esque promo where Punk talks about uh, the Bucks and and Kenny and Tony. Just ain't going to happen, people. No. And, and no and, reason and, to. Correct. There's absolutely no reason to. Mark, did you feel like Punk believed everything that he said? I did. I, I I truly did, Bully. Like, you can see it in his face. You can tell when somebody's performing and when there's conviction. And he had conviction on his face. Like, he don't want to be on the wrong side of history. You don't want to go down in history as the bitter guy that, that, you know, made it all about you and the hell with everybody else and I mean, you look at, at, at Punk's last matches when he was at AEW, he tried he tried his best to perform at a high level, which he did. He he he, he put people over. He what 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 else is there to do? You you can well, you can argue. Mark, listen, um I never like to put uh, fuck it. You were there with him. You were there with him. You are the best first-hand account of how he was in AEW. So you're telling us he wanted to put people over. He wanted to do business the right way. He wanted to do all of these positive things, but somehow, some way, we got a bunch of negativity with him. Why? I, I wish I knew. I think that... Uh, old regimes and new regimes, you you have to put that in the front right away. And I don't think that, and it's my opinion, like, you know, it's not uh, etched in stone or anything, but uh, everybody was not on the same page, I don't think. I think that, you know, like, um, there was a, a aura of... Um, the old guard and the new guard. And we're more important one way or the other. Like, you should listen to me. I, I, I've been there, done that before. You should listen to us. We know the pulse of the future. And so it was just, a, I feel like that you got to put all of your cards on the table and everybody talk and communicate. 
Like, if you don't talk and communicate, then you're going to have issues. Fair enough. Um, when he talked about the the warm welcome he received in the back, yeah, talking about people coming up to him, shaking his hand, hugging him. He even joked around and said, oh, a couple of people even kissed me on the mouth. I took that as a serious comment not the kissing on the mouth i i I took that as he was saying that the talent back there greeted him in a nice way and were welcoming to him and embraced him with open arms do you believe that i do i truly do Okay. I, but he, one thing that I also believe is he said there was also some people that didn't, weren't happy to see him. Right. And I believe he was alluding to Seth Rollins and what happened with Seth Rollins. But <clears throat> the takeaway that I got from that line was the majority of people are here to, to, to uh, were, were welcoming me back and were very positive. Here's the problem I have with the line that everybody's talking about this morning. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Now, that is the number one thing in pro wrestling. What a lot of people don't realize is this is a business. And the number one, excuse me, the number one goal in this business is to make money. And hey, if you do make a couple of friends along the way in one of the most cutthroat businesses I've ever seen in my life, okay, good for you. You made a couple on the way. So I didn't understand him saying, hey, everybody in the back was so cool and welcomed me with open arms, but I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And that was the most realistic thing I heard him say last night because he had that punk-esque look on his face, that punk-esque grin, and he looked down the barrel of the handheld camera and hit that line. Do you think that that line hit home with everybody in the back? Do you think punk kind of showed his hand a little bit about his willingness to be as welcoming as everybody else? I think so. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms. 
then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I'd like to welcome to Busted Open right now a, uh, a friend of the show. A gentleman that we have spoke to a couple of times already. A guy that I am a fan of. Mark, I know you're a fan of him also. Because he's thick like a brick, just like us. Bronson Reed, WWE superstar. How are you this morning, buddy? Doing good, you know. I haven't had a lot of sleep after last night's chaos. But uh, I'm here and I'm ready to speak to you guys. I could not miss the opportunity for Busted Open. Bronson, I'm still breathing heavy just from <laughs> watching your match last night. Wow. Uh, listen, you and Ivar, you're two big men, brother. And we're going to speak openly about this much. We're all big dudes. We're all 300 yes. pounders, you know, out here. And, and we know what it's like to be in that ring. And when you start getting into deep water, when you're putting time on just carrying our own load is a lot. Now you got a guy standing across from you who weighs as much, if not more than you do. And you're 10, 12 minutes in, you're breathing heavy. Talk to me about the entire match last night um, and, and what it felt like to be out there battling Ivar uh, uh, much past the double disqualification and out through the arena. Uh, I feel like this is something that uh, the fans right now really want to see. It's sort of been coined Monday Night Meat. 
So there's a few of us on the Monday Night Raw roster. There's myself, there's Ivar, there's Gunther, who you could throw in there as a super heavyweight. There's Otis. There's a lot of uh, meat to be slapped on Mondays, and I'm trying to reign that division. Uh, And last night was really it. Big men, yeah. Big men slapping meat, but not just that. Meat slapping Mondays. (laughs) Meat slapping Mondays. There you go. I've 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 uh, let my fans know that they're now meatheads. That's what I call my fans, all meatheads. Love it. Uh, but yeah, last night was a good test for myself. As I said, I want to be the king of that division. Ivar is just up there with me. We're both. I'm three fifty. I think he's about three forty five. Like as you said, even just walking around doing things like that is is not a uh, you know easy experience for for guys us big. Um, so to get in there and have someone that's matched my size and try and do things that I do to the smaller guys is uh, really a, a test of my will. Well, how, I'm going to tell you right now. You... Sorry, Mark, Ed. That match reminded me of a match that I had with Bill DeMott. Okay, yes. Uh, when, he, when he was Hugh Morris, uh, we did the Pillman show. Yep. And Ricky Steamboat saw us and said, holy shit, boys. Like it's it's good to see that psychology still exists in our business, but also to see big guys leapfrogging, crossbody, hip toss, throwing over the going over the top to the floor. Like you guys to be able to do all of that stuff after 10, 12 minutes, it gets risky. Did y'all think at any point that uh maybe we should downplay stuff? Because it didn't look like it. No, yeah, I I never really, I have things in my back pocket just in case, but uh, I sort of try to to work matches into my advantage, you know, with my size, but it is hard when you're in there with someone the same size, you know, I, I'm picking them up for a Death Valley driver 15 minutes in, and it's like, this guy's huge, he barely fits on my shoulders. Uh, so that's where I think all the weight training, everything that we do, like yourself, Mark, like comes into play. Uh, although having a, a barbell on your shoulders and back is a little different to someone that's, you know, round <laughs> on your back. So, uh, but yeah, I always try to one up, especially now the style of wrestling, like uh, it's so fast paced and fast moving. I think why can't the big guys do that as well? Uh, You guys definitely did that last night. And once you took that fight to the outside, I think people really started to get into it and they were appreciating, you know, the, the big men throwing each other around and willing to take some risks out there. There was one particular moment in the match. Ivar has started to do this running cross body up against the, the 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 ring apron the screen like when you're coming down the ramp there's yes. that monday night raw screen on the side of the of the ring and you were seated there and here comes ivar running and he gives you a cross body now most of the time when we're taking a cross body we can bump with it or it'll knock us down you have nowhere to go with that running cross body and we're all thick men. There's going <laughs> yeah. to be a massive collision. When there's a massive collision and there's nowhere to go, it takes a lot out of you. What's it like feeling that type of impact from a guy that's just as big as you in Ivar? Uh, 
I, I think it's uh, like getting to sort of wrestle a version of myself, which I'm, you know, not prepared for. So when someone gives me a crossbody or something that big, I'm like, oh, this must be what it feels like <laughs> to take it from myself. Yeah. Uh, also, with that particular thing, having the screen behind me, like you said, usually you'd bump or if I'm in the corner and someone runs and does a squisher to me, I can sort of get a little bit of give. Whereas with that one, there's no give. So it's just the the wind being sucked out of me. It is I, I know like being yeah. on the end of stuff like that myself, there's no way you can not have the wind knocked out of you. And I know this is going to be hard to fathom for wrestling fans, but the only thing that you can do in that moment is relax. Because yes. if you're letting all the wind out, then you can't get the wind knocked out of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Are yeah. Are you able to relax in that moment, Bronson? I mean... I'd like to say yes, but at the same time, I feel like it's almost natural instinct for me to puff up my chest and try and try and almost meet his impact with my my own uh, force as well. So, and uh, with those sort of moves, you get squished a little bit too much, and some wind definitely comes out of somewhere. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the reaction. Well, from the we fans. know all about that, <laughs> uh, guys. I will tell you the God's honest truth. I never liked working with guys my size <laughs> yes never because i get it, it i just, did you <laughs> you did and why i always wanted to prove it and, and I, I told uh our producer paul last night i said paul he'll 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 tell you when he comes on that i've always liked him that I, i've always tried to help him as much as i could I see greatness in him. He is somebody that I would have wanted to wrestle, that I would have went to the office and said, hey, it's going down. I want yeah. it. And you should be able to do that with all other big guys. You talk about big men slapping meat, that you want to you wanna lead that, that division, create it. Exactly. Go yeah. to the office and tell them, hey, if 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 I want almost, I want all the big guys. I, man, if, if somebody's sitting at home not doing nothing and they over 300 pounds, we got to have a match next week. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, Bronson, and Mark is saying this, and, you know, things just came up in my mind. You guys could be the catalyst for like an open weight division or a 300 pounder division, you know, like in new Japan, they have, don't they have that open weight? Yeah. Anybody, you guys could almost create a super heavyweight division where maybe there is a super heavyweight championship. I mean, I'm not a fan of more championships, but I am a fan of a championship for a specific reason. And do yes. you think that you guys, the crop of talent that you have there, like, right now, like you mentioned you and Ivar and Otis and any of the other big men there, do you think you'd be given an opportunity to be able to, you know, maybe open up the eyes of creative into a big man's division? I definitely think there's enough interest there. You know, I said, even back when uh 205 live started, I'm like, there should be a 305 live. We have enough, enough super heavyweights that are exciting to do some sort of division like that. Uh, but in the same aspect, I don't want to be pigeonholed to being just the super heavyweight guy. I think in my personal opinion, it's time for people that are world heavyweight champions 
to be heavyweight champions Love and it. eat Come some on. sandwiches. Come on, pre. Love it. Yeah. So Dusty that's didn't. Where, Dusty that, didn't need abs, and neither, neither do we. No, exactly. No, that's that's where I'm Andre. taking it. It already exists. You have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Also right. have an Andre the Giant Championship, and it don't have to be a title belt because title belts don't fit around our waist anyway. No. Make it a trophy. <laughs> Make it a trophy. I want I want the big man trophy. And I want to see a scale. Everybody that come out, if you don't weigh over 280 pounds, I'm sorry, you can't you can't do it. We did this years ago. Yeah. And Crash <laughs> Holly came out. Crash wanted to be, he wanted to go and have a match with one of the super heavies. And he stepped on the scale and he was 200 pounds. And like, sorry, you, you, no, no. <laughs> There's levity that can be brought into this. Yes. It's a great story. I hope that, uh, I hope y'all can work that out over there. Bronson, I love the 305 live idea. I really, yeah. oh, really do. Because you know what? In rest, like 205 live, right? Yeah, a bunch of small guys flying around the ring. But to see a bunch of 300 pounders slugging it out and then every once in a while breaking out the moonsault like an Ivar does or your top rope splash, man, I just think the people are going to be so I, so into that. That is a great idea. And I hope you guys are given an opportunity to, to open up that division a little bit more. Speak to us about the other big guys in the division. Is there another bigger guy? You and Ivar seem to have great chemistry. Is there another bigger guy in the company that you'd like to also work with? Yeah, I mean, I mean, th that was the first time myself and Ivar had ever touched last night. That's the first time we'd ever wrestled. So wow. it seemed like there was there was definitely some chemistry there, very similar in in stature, but also with what we can do in the ring. You know, and there's still a few tricks that Ivar didn't pull out that I didn't pull out that I think we'll see in the future. Uh, I've I've worked with with Otis, who again is another big, thick man. But then, as we said, there's Almos, who's seven foot four. He's He's another beast, you know, where are all the stout round heavyweights, but then you have this giant that's in the division. And I think eventually like, you're going to see it. Like the number 1000. If almost <laughs> stood there and then the rest of y'all stood next to her. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got I to take out brother's knees if I'm wrestling him. That's what I'm telling you that. Um, the fans, like I said, uh, gave you guys uh, a, a, a lot of support last night. They were very much into the match. They were very much into the brawl afterwards. Talk to me about backstage. What kind of reception did you get backstage with thumbs up? Uh, any good advice that you got? Did the boys enjoy it? Uh, funnily enough, it was a locker room sellout that match. You know, uh, I think there's enough moments in that match where guys backstage are, are actually ooing and ahhing for things. So, uh, Whenever I'm in a match that's a locker room salad, I'm like, okay, that's a thumbs up for me because, you know, the boys like it. Uh, but Office liked it as well. Like, I think it's something that, yeah, we're going to get to see more of, especially on Monday nights. Fridays, I'm not too sure about. I think SmackDown now is getting a bit more cruiserweight heavy. So we might be a bit of a competition of the cruiserweights on Friday and the, the super heavies on Mondays and see who can outdo each so. other. I hope so. I'm I'm for it all night long. And Bully, Bully has described the locker room sellout, the curtain sellout. Yeah. And how important that is in wrestling because I, 
that's the true the, – the fans matter. The fans yes. matter. Don't get me twisted when I say what I'm about to say. But when all the guys stop doing what they're doing <laughs> and catering empties – yeah, And you see all the guys peeking through the curtain, sitting at a monitor, up in the gorilla position, trying to watch the TVs. That's that's the best. That's yeah. the best feeling I ever got, like, to, to get the respect of my peers. The, the guys that I'm in the trenches with going, hey, this shit excited me. Thank you, man. Like, that. that's – did you feel that from the guys? Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, I got backstage, and obviously you go through Gorilla. Gorilla's a bit of its own beast now with the way that it's set up, and then head backstage, and we have monitors in the in our locker room now. So everyone said they'll glue to the locker room. Everyone's saying, like, oh, this, you guys did that. You did, you know, they're all excited for what's next as well. So uh, it makes me proud of my work for sure. Wow. Bronson, the last time we spoke with you, I believe you were out on the independent scene, correct? Correct. Yeah, I was I was uh, doing some work with Impact and then headed into more New Japan Pro Wrestling. So talk to me about you coming back to the WWE. Talk to me about that first phone call or that first contact and what is different now for you being back in the WWE? I think for me, so when, when I was released, I had uh, pretty much wrapped up my time in NXT and I was supposed to debut on on Friday Night SmackDown, and then that didn't happen. So uh, all these, you know, this time later, I'd spent a lot of time in in New Japan. I sort of rediscovered myself, redefined who I was, and I uh, spoke with Hunter. And at the time, I could have taken a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling, or Hunter offered me a contract with WWE. Uh, and I I definitely had unfinished business. I wanted to do the Monday Night Raws, SmackDown, WrestleManias, all all these things that only WWE has. Uh, so that was sort of my deciding factor to come back. And since coming back, it's been great. Like uh, I enjoy being on the road. I enjoy. I know it's it's a lot every weekend doing live shows, doing Monday Night Raw, but that's sort of the guy that I am. So I'm getting to live the dream, I guess. Do you have an opinion yes. on the return? Of CM Punk. <laughs> I was waiting for the question. I knew it was going to come up. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, why not? In in my opinion, I think it's, you know, it's good for, for WWE. It's great business. Uh, I think you'd be silly not to bring him out. Uh, uh, so it was sort of surreal, honestly, to see him there last night and, and doing his uh, promo in the ring because it's just something I didn't, even two months ago, I was like, ah, that would never happen. So <laughs> very surreal. Thank you, Bronson. Right. Have a great one. Have a great match tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever wherever you get your podcast. The cheapest Terry Funk ripoff I've ever come across in my life. And it's Terry Funk. No, no. The best, the best <laughs> Terry Funk ripoff you've ever seen in your life. I want everybody to gather around their radio or listening device right now. Family and friends and wrestling fans all over the world as we get Mick 
Foley's reaction to CM Punk's promo from Monday Night Raw. Man, I almost wish I hadn't been listening to you guys when you called it safe. Um, uh, look, he's a master on the mic, and it was a really strong promo. One thing what we do have to realize, and I tell some of the younger talent this, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And he's laying the groundwork for what should be an incredible run. If he can remember, this is like one thing I used to tell him is Phil and I were pretty close at one time and he couldn't get, he couldn't get motivated for the undertaker. And he felt like they'd taken that main event spot away from him. And I'd say, Phil, the main event is what the fans decide the main event is. Amen. Right. You go out there and you decide what your own WrestleMania moments are. So like, I don't brag about much, but I felt like Edge and I had the match of the night in 2006, and no one will be able to tell me differently. So that was my WrestleMania moment. I didn't need somebody stamping the words main event on it to tell me how I felt when that match was done. And so I was like, man, I just feel like if you can't appreciate working with Undertaker at um, at WrestleMania, and if you win the AEW title and the focus becomes not on the joy of that title, but on airing your grievances, then you've done a disservice to the title. This is all that I'm going to say also when he had the interaction uh, with uh, Jungle Boy. Uh, if the feeling after drawing the largest uh, non-WWE crowd in the history of the United Kingdom is not on that crowd, but on a backstage fight, again, you've done a disservice to the company so i hope this is going to be punk's last run i hope he finds a way to enjoy it i i believe he'll do whatever he needs to do to be as good as he can possibly be i don't i disagreed with a couple of those guys the great worker thing was something else you know because a i've seen punk granted you know 10 years ago up close enough times and i was one of the guys pushing for uh, him to come into WWE after watching him in Ring of Honor. So I know this guy has torn down the house over the course of a few decades now, and I know he has the pride to tear it down again. I just hope as a human being that Phil will, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be cave, but that Punk will enjoy it and and rise to the occasion of the big moments so that we as fans are talking about what we should be talking about when those matches are over and not some, uh, you know, extracurricular activity. Okay. So I, I think that's fair feedback, but I want to take you back to what you opened yeah. with and that's the word safe. Why did the word safe resonate with you? Because it seemed like it was appropriate. Um, but that, but I'm I'm not worried at all because I've always felt, and I don't know if you've heard me apply the gear shifting, whether it's in character or in a match. Like a, a knock on a couple of great wrestlers was they didn't have that uh, that that fourth or fifth gear. You know, they never quite got past that. Someone's promos may be good, but they go in circles. Uh, so I think that it's perfectly fine to come out of the box safe especially if he's got a multi-year contract which i hear he might 
because you can always you can take that places and now you're going to make it personal i did one thing really resonated it's not and everything he said was true and he believed in everything he said but i'm completely fine with the promo he gave because once the issues become personal now punk will shift into that other gear and i believe i believe that he will when he talks about people being scared. There were a couple of people on record. Now he's calling people out. He's setting the table for a pretty bountiful buffet, you know, and he's got, I don't want to go too, too long with the food analogy, but you know, he's got all kinds of entrees out there. And I think, uh, you know, some of the older, not older, more seasoned established guys are going to want to take on punk. And then I think some of the guys who grew up watching them, are going to not only consider it an honor, but they're going to want to live up to his lofty standards. And he's a guy who can work with anyone. And if father time and mother nature have started, uh, you know, as they, as they do all, you know, commence to kick some butt on all of us. Uh, he's a smart enough worker, not smart enough. He's one of the smartest workers I've ever seen. He'll find a way. Great ones find a way, and in a lot of cases, they become better as their physical skills begin to erode. I'm not talking about when they're shot, but I'm talking about when you no longer have all the tools at your disposal, you become a better wrestler because you connect in better ways, your timing's better, your feel for the crowd's better. So I expect huge things from him. I just hope he enjoys it, you know? I mean, this is one of those things – me and DDP need to sit down with Phil and just uh, implore him to enjoy the moment. I've I've always said one of the big. He's not going to like getting punched in the shoulder. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, about the difference between me and Punk is I took all fifty or thirty of those things. About the fourth time DDP punched Punk in the shoulder, he'd be like, "Bro, <laughs> enough with the positivity. You're killing me." <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the maturity, though? Didn't didn't you feel like there was a a, a lot more maturity in in that promo? I think there was. Yeah, I think there was. Now, if he had gone on and uh, you know raised issues, uh, you know, like I said, when he won the title, and the only thing people were talking about was the grievances. That's an that's a an issue. So I think uh, WWE being home that connected with me. Uh, you know, Mark, I know you're elsewhere now. Uh, Bully, you've uh, left. You've come back. I don't know if it's the same without Vince there to give you the father figure hug when you come back. Uh, that was always something we needed, whether we knew it or not, or desperately really wanted. But uh, it is, it's home. It, I mean, no matter how far I go, it's it's always my home. And uh, and I and I feel like he meant it. Uh, I think he meant it, and uh, I just hope uh, he makes the most of it. I really do. Mick, you know Mm. Hunter very well. You've worked with him in in all shapes and forms. What do you think that phone call was like? Do you think it was a long, elaborate, drawn-out call, or do you think it was brutally to the point? It was probably pretty brief. Yeah, it was a pro. Hey, I want to give props to Hunter. Uh, not because he runs the company, uh, but because as a guy who no longer uh, watches every episode, I really enjoy the fact that when I come on and watch, I can pick up the pieces. Uh, one of the knocks I had, you know, when when all when well, Mark was with WWE, but when you and I were with 
impact is that we ran through angles so fast that if you were not a we we catered to the fan who watched every single thing so just a case in point i thought mma jeff jarrett back in the day was tremendous and it was gone in six weeks so that would have been to me like rick rude kissing five girls and getting his comeuppance from jake roberts on week six it ran for a year and a half before he got his comeuppance so i love the fact that uh you know when i tune in I can pick up the pieces. Okay, I see now that uh, there's a little um, trouble in paradise as far as um, as as far as uh, uh, Judgment Day goes. Um, I, I same thing. You know, there's little fractures in the uh, uh, the bloodline, um, but you can pick it up, and the pieces are still there, building towards huge matches. So I, uh, I, I like that Triple H has called back people. Like a Bronson Reed would probably be somebody that someone other than Hunter would have been, all right, he had his day, he didn't set the world on fire, but Hunter sees something in a guy like that. And the proof, uh, not to overdo the cliches, but last night, man, proof was in the pudding because uh, those guys tore it down. And they really are, are uh, redefining what it means to be a big man and using, I was always somebody who liked uh, imagination. I didn't have the physical skills, so I had to use imagination, but the idea of um, Bronson Reed picking up a security guard and using the security guard as essentially like a lawn dart to knock down Ivar, like that's really cool stuff. And um, I'm glad that the big dudes are getting a chance. I dare say uh, uh, a bully, you and I, uh, maybe played a hand in uh, changing opinions there. Um, Mark, you were in a little different situation with the, uh, with the Olympic background. Um, so, uh, but uh, I think that uh, we opened some eyes. And I think Triple H has got eyes wide open when it comes to outside the, the box type of projects. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.